today on The Travel Guys. In the travel news, a federal judge says no to hunting Yellowstone's grizzlies. American Airlines raises the cost of your bar tab on the plane, and one of our favorite hotels needs your vote as America's most haunted. Words and phrases like sweet, boutique hotel, fitness center, walking distance, and deluxe room, they're common when you're hotel shopping, but the hmm, what do those words, what do they mean, what are they worth? We make you a smarter traveler. Find out at 320. Steve LaRosa tells us what's going on around town and lets us talk to an occasional superstar. Steve updates us, and you get to meet rock and roll legend Graham Nash at 335. That's of Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young, I might point out. Now, if you're like me and uh, you take lots of pictures and even a video or two when you travel, be here at 350 when we meet the folks from Video Lab. Uh, who help you preserve your memories. A great lineup just for you. Thank you for spending part of your Sunday afternoon with the Travel Guys. On the road again Just can't wait to get on the road again To Alaska, they go north to rush you some Welcome, everyone, to another edition of the Travel and Entertainment Guys here on KFBK, brought to you by Sports Leisure Vacations. It's a wonderful Sunday. It's certainly feeling like fall. I went out and uh, made an attempt at playing golf. I can barely walk now. <laughs> I, I am so I am so not in golf shape. Poor guy, while you were, were falling, were, yes. were slowly fading away on the golf course, yes. I was up in Seattle for a couple of days. This was... I, it's it's like 64 in Seattle today, and it was 72 the last two days. I think we hit the, the last decent weekend of the year. All the sailboats were out on Puget Sound yesterday because it's kind of, and everybody was talking about, well, you know, winter will be coming. It's uh, four, four months of gray and dark here in Seattle. But, uh, gosh, when you're up, you know, the gray and the dark in the Pacific Northwest is, is, is really a bummer. But when you're up there when the weather is, is spectacular, it is spectacular. It's easy to see why so many people have moved there in recent years. Yeah, you got to a baseball game as always? Yeah, to the Seattle, uh, to the Mariners game, and found a brand new place in downtown Seattle that you might appreciate, and even Steve might. Uh, might this might be a throwback to, to his days. They have a pinball museum in downtown Seattle. And it's it, it's pinball games dating all the way back to like the 60s. All the way up to things that have come out just recently, and if you're if 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 you were born before video games became the thing and pinball was the the deal, then this is your place, and it was a lot of fun. Did you see the old baseball game where they? Yes, oh, absolutely. With the yes. Flippers, yeah, on with the, the side, flippers, yeah, and the ball. The oh, little absolutely, ball. yes. I love yeah. that. So if you get to downtown Seattle and you run out of things to do um, in Chinatown. Is a, a pinball museum, and for fifteen bucks you can go in and stay as long as you want. They've got forty or fifty different games, 
And yeah, Steve just rolled his eyes like he was going dying and going to heaven. So yeah, yeah that's that's kind of the way Those that works. Were great. They're they're just they're 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 really really amazing places. Hopped over to Pike Place Market, took the ferry boat over to Bremerton, and checked out a restaurant over there. Did a little what we call in in the the tour business a site inspection of a hotel. Mm-hmm. So you frequently, if a hotel wants your business, why they all say, hey, come and. And stay with us for a night, or if you're in town, come by and take a look, and uh, we would really like to have your business. So that's in Seattle's a, a very overpriced market right now. So if you can find somebody who's kind of wants your business and might give you a decent rate, why, as a tour operator, that's what you're looking for. I have a curious question here for a tour director that goes uh, to, and I'll try to keep this short, uh-huh. which, which never happens. Uh, <laughs> when you when you do one of these you know, site inspections yes. and so forth, you know, I mean, the hotel's going to, the hotel's going to, put their best foot forward. They are. Have you ever run into a situation where the foot that they put forward that was their best turns out to be not when the time comes to really, you know, use it? Occasionally. Um, also, you have to be... When the fake foot. Yes. And sometimes hotels will do this because sometimes hotels have sh- what they call showrooms. Uh-huh. So if you go there, especially if you're... Uh, if you're a tour operator or you were planning a wedding or some kind of a meeting or something like that, they take you and show you the showroom, which mm-hmm. is not a room that anybody ever stays in. It's just a room that's made up to look like a room that somebody stays in. And, of course, it's in perfect shape and there's no marks on the walls and everything is absolutely perfect. So what you have to do when you go there is ask to see another room. Or sometimes what I do when I'm doing a site inspections of a hotel is I will go... And before I announce the fact that I'm there, I will do my own inspection of the hotel. And sometimes you can find a housekeeper who's left the door open and might not be necessarily there. And you can do your own quick inspection of a room. Yeah, or yeah, you can you see go. things that they wouldn't necessarily show you. There you go. So that's kind of my job is for my customers is to find out which hotels are really up to snuff and which are not. And there's a lovely new embassy suites in downtown Seattle. It's a very nice place to stay. If you if if three hundred or three hundred and fifty dollars a night doesn't phase you too much, uh, is down- that uh, is that peak season price or that's yeah, uh, kind of sort of it might start with a four if you were on a weekend and the and we were more in, into the August mm-hmm. sort of time downtown Seattle and downtown Portland have become expensive but what you do is you go not on the weekend and you go like starting now because there's still a few more weeks of really nice weather up there. So if you're willing to wear a jacket and 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 walk around in 60 degree weather instead of 70 degree weather, then you can knock a hundred bucks a night off of the cost of the hotel room. So for some folks, that makes a big difference. There you go. Well, we're the Travel Guys, and at the top of every Travel Guys radio show, we bring you up to date on what's been going on in the travel news. Mark, what do you got for us today? Well, let's see here. We've been talking a lot about Hawaii and the fact that there are more and more ways to get to Hawaii and that Southwest Airlines at some point is going to be offering their, uh, announcing their flight schedule. Delta Airlines has Hawaiian just announced that they were going to fly to Hawaii from Boston. Delta has announced they have revived a 20-year-old route from Detroit to the islands starting next year. So more and more ways for folks uh, further across the country who used to have to fly to the West Coast and then get a connection to go. Now they can go on their own. United Airlines has announced updates to the Mileage Plus Premier program. Um, Usually this means grab your ankles, you're losing something. In this case, it doesn't, though. It means that people who have top-tier status on United are going to get to board a little bit earlier in the process because if you've ever boarded a flight with United Airlines, they haven't mastered the boarding process yet. 
They've only been working on it for 50 or 60 years, so it's and they only board planes a few thousand times a day, so it's understandable why they have some struggle with this. Okay. Um, but uh, anyway, they're trying now, now tell to... Us, now tell us how you really feel. Yeah. Well, so if you're a top-tier person at United, why supposedly it's going to go a little smoother for you, I'll let you know how it works tomorrow morning. Uh, let's see. At LAX, they apparently, Thomas, the, mm-hmm. the policy... at, at the airport in Los Angeles is if you are trying, if you are going through security and they catch you with some illicit drugs, let's pretend that it's a flowery substance that you might smoke, um, then if it's a, you're going through a federal inspection. We've talked about this before. So you go through a federal inspection and the federal guys say it and they say, well, this is not legal. So they turn you over to the local authorities mm-hmm. in Los Angeles and the local authorities at the Los Angeles airport are the airport police who are California police officers. And that flowery substance is not illegal in California. As long as you have under a certain amount. Now, are you talking about uh, carry-on, or are we talking about in your uh Well, you're, you're allowed because in the state of California, it's legal. What is it, 28 grams or something like this? I'm going to mess something up here. But anyway, you're allowed the to illegal take amount. a certain amount of... So if you're carrying that with you... Uh, if a federal inspection finds it and it's not legal, then they turn you over to the local authorities who are local authorities and it's legal. So it's kind of a circle of yeah. life there. Of course, if you're flying to, let's pretend that nobody finds whatever it is that you're carrying and you're flying to Des Moines, Iowa, where the same flowery substance is not as legal and something could happen to you there. So that's what what was being pointed out was that um, be careful of where you're going from and where you're going to. It's the same thing as alcohol. If you are flying into Canada, for example, you can't carry, you have to declare alcohol that you're carrying in your bag. If even if you're carrying a bunch of, of miniature liquor bottles, you have to declare that. When you go in, if you don't, you can get in a whole lot of trouble. So it's kind of the same thing here is that you have to know where you're coming from and where you're going to and what it is that you're carrying and what the rules are where you're coming from where you're going to but apparently nobody noticed for a number of months that on their website the los angeles airport uh the policy basically is that if they catch you with marijuana in your possession uh going through the airport that they're the federal people are going to turn you over to the local people who are going to say have a nice day now we don't know what the situation is out at uh sacramento international we don't point. and Maybe, that might be a fun thing you know, to try to find out if they, they 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 airports tend to be a little cranky about talking about things like this uh, that's why the lax people they they didn't this wasn't an announcement this apparently had been their policy since the spring but just nobody did nobody noticed it until last week that's it's not really breaking news it's just something that that was there and nobody saw. All right, speaking of breaking news, uh, we talk a lot about the STEP program here, S-T-E-P, which we tell folks that it's called the Smart Traveler Enrollment Program, something that you need to consider if you're heading out on an international trip. Uh, And we have gotten a notification from the State Department that they have raised uh, the level of awareness in the Netherlands, which is generally considered to be a, a fairly modest, a moderate place to travel. Uh, terrorists continue plotting possible attacks in the Netherlands. Terrorists may attack with little or no warning, targeting tourist locations, transportation hubs, market shopping malls. This is the same warning as they've issued at other times, but 
Um, since we talk about it a little bit here, it also gives us an opportunity to remind people who are headed out traveling internationally. It's called STEP. You can just Google it. It's a way to tell your government where you are going to be when you're not here, when you're in a foreign country, in case there was like a hurricane or an earthquake or uh, any kind of natural disaster or unnatural disaster, your government would have an idea where you were and there would be a better chance of them perhaps coming after you. Southwest Airlines has added a whole bunch of short-haul flights within the state of California. Um, North-South, they have added 3,200 passengers a day in the last 12 months, Thomas. So that is about, uh, what, that's about 25 extra flights a day going north and south. So uh, Alaska Airlines has been stepping up. Alaska, of course, merged with, uh, with Virgin, and they've been stepping up their North-South presence in California. So Southwest is responding. It appears as though for the first time since 9/11, more people are considering flying a short distance as opposed to travel, as opposed to driving. You know, with the security at the airport and all of the time getting there ahead of time, and how much time do you have to invest? Mm-hmm. It appears as now as though it's the, the needle has swung back the other way. We've talked about tourist areas that have overcrowding situations. Venice is considering a ban on alcohol in a number of tourist areas in order to crack down on tourism behavior in their city. And speaking of alcohol... But I love my beer. Yeah, you, you're, yes, that's a, there's a lot of that going around, people who love beer. Um, American Airlines is increasing the cost of booze. Speaking of beer, if you love your beer, um, you're going, you want it on American Airlines, you're going to pay $8 for it instead of 7 Ooh. The cost of I don't wine, love it that much. The cost of wine and other spirits will go from 8 to $9. That's starting uh, October the 1st, starting tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Disney has redeployed a bunch of ships for 2020. They're going back to Hawaii. A U.S. federal judge has said that the grizzlies in Yellowstone Park, nah, we're not going to hunt them quite yet. They're going to stay on the protected list. So for those of you who thought you were going to go trophy hunting for grizzlies in Yellowstone, eh, not quite so fast. And we mentioned one of our favorite hotels, the Midspah Hotel, is on USA Today's list. It's in Tonopah, Nevada, as one of their potential best. They're having a contest, the most, the best haunted hotel in the country. If you have nothing else to do, go to TravelGuysRadio.com. Uh, a little thing will, will, will rise there, and you'll have an opportunity to click and vote for the Midspah in Tonopah as the most haunted hotel in the country. And I've got something here about trip reviews on TripAdvisor and whether or not they're real or not. Let's see if we can get Chris Elliott's opinion, and let's save this for next week. That's your travel news for today. Okay, and one final question. Uh, I get asked this on a weekly basis. Any news on Southwest Any traveling news to, to Hawaii? Hawaii? Not yet. Not yet. Okay. Any? We really do expect any time, though. Um, the, the, the date that we had originally was April 1st. And that appears to start looking like if April 1st, tickets would have to go on sale in the next 30 days or so. I will keep after it. Got it. Okay. Up next here on the Travel Guys, uh, those phrases that you always hear, I'm staying in a suite or a boutique hotel. Uh, You ever seen a fitness center? Uh, They come in all sorts of shapes and sizes. We're going to talk about what those words are worth. That's next on the Travel Guys. Follow along with what you're listening to, at least a large share of it, at TravelGuysRadio.com. And if you're uh, traveling anywhere and uh, you want to make sure you don't miss us, you can catch us live on 
iHeartRadio or at uh, KFBK.com and get podcasts uh, on both of those uh, places anytime you like. Links to lots of things that we talked about in the news and some of the other things that we will talk about. Some of the things that Mr. LaRosa will talk about after the uh, bottom of the hour here. We're going to introduce you to an old rock and roll legend. If you've uh, listened to the Travel Guys before, you know that every once in a while we kind of deviate off the travel road onto the entertainment pathway. And that's something we're going to do here in a few minutes. But first... Saw this uh, article from our friends at Smarter Traveler, 10 Most Misleading Travel Terms. And when I started looking at this, Tom, I thought to myself, this is probably some information that our listeners could use. Phrases that are thrown around a lot and oftentimes come with a price tag attached to them and sometimes are worth that price tag and sometimes are not. So you you can tell me what you think of some of these phrases here. The first one, as you alluded to, deluxe room. When you see the words deluxe room and you're looking for a hotel, you know that it's going to cost you more money than the other room, than the regular room. Right. And for a long time, I thought, uh, you know, that you would actually get more. But for whatever the reason, I've discovered when I get see the deluxe uh, rooms, Uh uh, deluxe is kind of like a middle grade these days, it seems. There's a couple of things to, 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 to... To be aware of here, uh, according to uh, the Webster Dictionary, the definition of deluxe is notably luxurious, elegant, or expensive. Um, When it comes to travel, though, you know, that could mean anything from uh, sheets with a higher thread count uh, to uh, a coffee maker, uh, you know, all kinds of different things could could be. And you're going to to pay a price for that. Also, uh, the word sweet is thrown about a lot, and there are a lot of different versions of suites. You know, a room that has an extra little alcove now is kind of considered a suite in some ways, as opposed to in the old days, you know, a room in order to be a suite had to have really two separate living areas, you know, a sleeping area and a socializing area to Mm -hmm. be, and they had to be defined areas. That isn't always the case anymore. Do suites, in many cases, include the little kitchenettes? Well, and there you go again. Um, some places, for example, Embassy Suites. This mm-hmm. is a very popular chain that's part of the Hilton family. Just stayed in one a couple of nights myself. They have kind of sort of a little kind of kitcheny area. They have a refrigerator and a microwave and a little sink there, but they don't supply you with any dishes or anything like that. Uh-huh. You stay in a residence inn, which is a Marriott, extended stay Marriott property. You're going to have a small kitchen layout with probably two, three, or four place settings so that you could actually prepare and serve a meal there, and you're going to have a little bit more. So you want to know specifically what you're getting into, particularly if you're staying for five, six, ten days, two weeks. You're planning on cooking some of your meals, something like that. You want to know what that means. Same thing on the other side is the phrase boutique hotel. Um, a boutique hotel would tend to mean a specialty hotel, maybe in a specialty area, a smaller property with specialized service and maybe some some quirky, fun things that not every hotel has. But if you don't do your homework, you might find out that they've just assigned the word boutique hotel as a marketing term and the hotel doesn't really offer you much. Uh, another phrase that's thrown around about a lot is high speed Internet. So what does high-speed, to those of us who are not Internet experts, what does high-speed Internet 
mean? Does that mean we're going to get something that will log us on quicker and faster and be more dependable? Or is it just some marketing guy's idea of how to phrase the normal Internet service that's available in the hotel? So once again, things that you, you kind of got to do your homework on a f hotel fitness center. Does that mean that there's a treadmill and maybe an elliptical machine, some weights that don't match? Or is there a full-scale fitness center where you could go and actually have some kind of a workout? Maybe there's some mats for yoga and some things like that. A lot of hotels will tell you, well, we're in within walking distance of certain things. Well, see, in, uh, in our friend Amy Lewis in Stewart's world, uh -huh. within walk walking distance would be 10 miles. Yeah, because well, they walk everywhere. Because they're a walker. Me, I, you know, I, I need, uh, you know, under, On the day a, under 100 golf, yards. Yeah, exactly. So you need something a little closer. Access to public transportation is another phrase that is used, thrown about often. Does that mean that the hotel is a block from the train station? Or is it 10 minutes from the train station? And, and are you walking or are you taking an Uber or a cab or, or a Lyft? Uh, continental breakfast is another phrase that can mean all kinds of things with a, with a hotel. Um, people's expectation of continental breakfast is much greater now than it used to be. If some, if, if a boutique hotel tells you that it's quaint, then you can you're automatically thinking, oh, well, those are phrases that are attractive to me, and I'm going to tell you that those are phrases that are going to cost you money. So make sure that the money that you're spending for some of these things, when you start seeing some of these catchphrases, uh, these these misleading travel terms, are things that you can actually use. All right, Steve LaRosa joins us right after we take a news break. Going to find out what's going on. That's next here on The Travel Guys. Radio KFBK. Amarillo by morning. Up from San Antonio. Thanks for spending a little bit of time with us. We're The Travel Guys. Mark Hoffman, Tom Romano are here every Sunday, 3 to 4. We're brought to you by Sports Leisure Vacations. Which, which one am I? You are, uh, you're Mark. Oh, okay. I was just checking. Check your name tag there. Yeah, we, that's, that's... We always have to wear name tags because we're, we're at that age where sometimes we're not... It's a ferry boat. There's sure. a ticket for the ferry boat yesterday in Seattle. Huh. Who you, knew? Who knew? You digress. <laughs> where did you find that? Was that in your pocket? It's just in my pocket, you know. It's, All right. It's, well, I only change, you know, that's people who travel, we only change clothes a couple times a week because it's, you know, that way you can travel a lot lighter that way. That's why I'm all the way over here, and you guys are all the way over there. <laughs> <laughs> Periodically, we bring you up to date on what's going on. And our official what's going on, or WGO guy, is with us, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Steve LaRosa. And a smattering of applause. Smattering. Oh, thank you. That was underwhelming, you guys. I really appreciate that. That's right. Uh, you know, we're going to be uh, staying local for this, what's going on. And uh, I think our next sound effect is appropriate for where we're going. Sounds like uh, walking across the Sounds street. Sounds like somebody being beaten by the side of the road. That's, well, you're both right in a manner of speaking, but we'll get to that during the break. Okay, so it's... Um, Walking is appropriate because, guess what, you guys? This Saturday, October 6th, from 10 to 4, it's the Sacramento Archives Crawl. And it's a free event. And basically what this thing is about is crawlers tour among the four host archives in Sacramento. 
like the um, the film collection at the uh, oh, this is that crazy link you have on the TravelGuysRadio.com that I couldn't figure out what it was what it was for. Yeah, you exactly. are correct, sir. <laughs> so you're saying they started the archives where all the the film is that from like Channel Three and uh, they they can start at any of one of the four okay. locations. Is that and the I'm, one where some of your work is? Uh, it it well they did last year. Okay, yeah. Uh, so it, what they do is they view treasures from dozens of archives, and but there's only four locations, and they give you a, like a um, a, um, a little passbook where you get stamped if you go to all of them, and um, basically so kind of like a scavenger hunt. Sort yeah, of thing. Sort of, yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds like that sounds like a lot of fun. It, it is pretty cool because you're going to see a lot of stuff that's um, that the public doesn't normally get to see, and you get you can visit with archivists and get on go on special behind the scenes tours and. Um, to uh, get more information about this, you guys, it's sacarchivescrawl.com, and again, it's free. Yeah. And so we or are Or travelguysradio.com, we'll, we'll, we'll show you the whole thing, too. Exactly. Now we are off again. That's right, we're just going across town. Still slapping that same guy by the side of the road. <laughs> and guess who's coming to town? Graham Nash of Crosby, Stills, and, you know, the rest of it. Uh, that's going to be Friday, October 5th, 7.30 p.m. at the Crest Theater at 10th and K in Sacramento. Now you can get tickets at sblentertainment.com. That's S-B as in boy, L, entertainment.com. And Tom, we had a special fun thing that happened last week. We did, Steve. Uh, it was a pleasure to be able to sit down with uh, Mr. Graham Nash and uh, spend some time with him. He is a legend one of our uh, favorite people at all, of all times. And uh, let's uh, take a listen to what uh, Graham had to say. Uh, Steve and I visit with him for a little bit. We are the travel and entertainment guys, Mark and Tom, along with me, Steve LaRosa, our on-the-road reporter and what's going on guy. Uh, special guest with us today is a former member of the British rock band, the Hollies, and of course, Crosby, Stills, Nash, Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young, composer of classic songs ranging from Our House to Wasted on the Way, and of course, this one, Just a Song Before You Go, and two-time Rock Hall of Famer inductee. Two-time songwriter, Hall of Famer, and best-selling author of his autobiography, Wild Tales. And who are we talking about? We're talking about Mr. Graham Nash. Welcome to the Travel and Entertainment Guys, Graham. You're very welcome. How are you all? Doing great. Thanks for uh, joining us on the uh, show today. Where are, we ca- where are we catching up with you today? In Manhattan, in, uh, in, in New York City. Not too far from Woodstock. Not too far from Woodstock. I was there a week ago. Well, look, uh, you're going to be visiting us here in Northern California, uh, also up in Tahoe uh, around the same time. Uh, Graham, you have two albums out there at the time and that you're touring on. Tell us a little bit about them, if you would. Well, the, the first one I put out a couple of years ago, this past tonight, um, uh, that was uh, you know an emotional journey that I was going on personally. My latest release is this, you know, for want of a better word, a greatest hits album. Um, I've, I've been touring uh, as a solo artist with my friends uh, Shane Fontaine on guitar and Todd Caldwell on keyboards. And uh, I, I know what, what my fans' favorite songs of mine are. And so I put 15 of them together to put out. And then I realized that a lot of people may have bought those, those records sometimes in, in multiple formats, first in vinyl and then CD, etc. And so I wanted to make it more interesting. 
So I went back into my archive and I put on there 15 demos, 12 of which have never been heard before. And that makes it very interesting because people w love to see the transition from a, a naive, simple demo on one guitar, like, say, for instance, you know, Teach Your Children that I did in, in the you know, 1969, and see the transition from the demo to the actual record. It is a fascinating musical uh, journey. Speaking of which, Graham, uh, you also released a new video of Teacher Children from the uh, legendary Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young uh, Deja Vu album, and the video documents the history of civil disobedience and peaceful protest, something that's been a part of your art for five decades, yes? Yes, indeed. And what it, what it was was I was I was very inspired and very touched by the students at, at Parkland School in Florida that got, you know, got shut up, you know, a couple of months ago. And their energy and their passion and their dedication to to not supporting politicians that take money from the National Rifle Association. Uh, they're going around the country uh, encouraging people to vote, particularly young people, because I think the young people now are realizing that politics is not just for adults, that politicians are r running their lives also. And so they're going around the country, you know, encouraging people to vote. They're, they're not supporting any politician that takes money from the NRA. And I really believe if they keep up this passion and, and, and this dedication, they will change the world. They will affect the, the gun lobby. They will affect the NRA. And so when I, when I saw that going down, I realized that, that what I had written all those years ago is still true. We have a lot to teach our children, but my goodness, we have a lot to learn from our children. And the Parkland students are a perfect example. Our guest, Graham Nash, uh, on the line, going to be joining us here in Sacramento uh, before you know it in October for a, a show at the Crest. We'll give you details on how you can get tickets to that show here in just a little bit. Graham, you know, the political climate is such now that, uh, you know, would this be a motivation for Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young or you grab your guitars, hit the dusty trail and, uh, you know, take a stand? I do that every day of my life. You have to take a stand. You have to resist what's going on. The Donald Trump and his administration are setting America on a, on a certain road, a certain path. But unfortunately, I believe that path leads backwards. And I've been an American citizen for 40 years. And I truly believe that this country, as great as it is, deserves better than the Trump administration. Well, uh, Graham... Uh Take a quick left turn here. Um, I've been cramming the last two days to finish your book, Wild Tales, that you put out in 2013, which I have to say is the most compelling book on the life of a successful, famous rock musician that I've ever read. And and i got to hand it to you. You are painfully honest and so open uh, in this book. Well, you have to be. I mean, if you're going to write your life story, you've got to write the pimples and, and the sunshine. You know, life is not perfect. Life is not a, a bowl of cherries every single day. Life is tough to, to, to lead, just individually. And particularly if you have a partner, if you have a wife, you have a husband, you know, and you have children, you know, life is difficult. I mean, you know, if you have children, you've got to get up at 6 in the morning, you've got to feed breakfast to the kids, you've got to drive on the freeway, you know, to take them to school. Sometimes if you have multiple children, you have multiple schools that you have to drive to, and then you drive back on the freeway to work for a boss that doesn't like you. 
and then, you know, you work for, you know, all day, and then you start again. You've got to go pick up your kids from each of those schools and then prepare dinner for I mean, life is crazy. So in my show, I want to give a, a couple of hours of peace. It's a chaotic world out there. I know it. But my goodness, um, people have been really enjoying this, this, this show that we're, we're showing. Well, that's wonderful. Graham Nash, our guest here on the Travel and Entertainment, guys. And Graham, you're going to be at the Crest Theater Friday, 7.30 on October 5th, right, Steve? That's correct. Okay, and and Graham, uh, with that uh, being said, uh, what can people expect uh, in your show? Are we going to get a little bit of the past, a little bit of the present, something new? Uh, Give us an overview. I've been writing songs since I was 18 years old, and people are going to hear a cross-section of that music. And obviously, I know which songs they want to hear, uh, which not demand, but they, they, they want to hear. And I know that. But our fans have always realized that they may hear a song that was written this morning. So, well, not just, you know, 40, 50-year-old hits, but something that was well today. And uh, our fans accept that. And, and I think that if they come and see, uh, see us perform this show, they will leave with a big smile on their face. Well, we're really looking forward to it. It's going to be a good one. That's Graham Nash this Friday night, October 5th at 7.30 at the Crest Theater in Sacramento. Tickets at sblentertainment.com. That's sblentertainment.com. Graham, what a great pleasure to, to chat with you. Thank you so much. We look forward to seeing you in Sacramento. You're very welcome. Steve and Tom, goodbye, and say hello to Mark for me. We'll Thank do. you. Thank you so much, Graham. Once again, a link to the tickets and all is at uh, TravelGuysRadio.com. Stay well, my friend. We'll see you next time. You got it. Thank you very much. It's just a goodbye. And your favorite uh, Graham Nash song, Stephen. So should we ask Mark the trivia question, put him on the spot? Oh, uh, yeah, go ahead. Graham Nash's first band, Mark. Uh Uh-huh. What was his first band? His first band? No chance. See, this is why I wasn't part of the whole interview in the first place. Tom? Was because, you know. His first band? I don't know. The Hollies. Well, oh. yo, that was the first band. Yeah. Oh, yeah okay. okay. Well, that. that was easy. I mean, yeah, I thought it was some, I thought it was like, like a trip question or something. No. Yeah, like the Gollywogs or something. Gollywogs. <laughs> So what you guys are saying is if it was a harder question, you would have got the answer. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Okay, great. <laughs> All right. Let's, uh, let's, uh, our let, last location, let's we are heading to Fulton Avenue. Oh, yeah, we're peeling out. Why, yeah. are we, why, why are we peeling out? Uh, Laying me, a little scratch? I bet you I can guess a, a little bit of this can have something to do with cars, isn't it? You are absolutely correct. Wow. And it's, uh, yeah, it's Cruise Fest on Fulton Avenue, you guys. It's hundreds of custom cars, food trucks, car clubs, live bands, and special vehicles like the Planner's Nutmobile, the Oscar Mayer Wiener. I was just going to say, is the Oscar Mayer Wiener mobile going to be there? It's going to be there, and they'll be giving out wiener whistles. Wish I was an Oscar Mayer Wiener. That is what I truly Why did we waste eight minutes on Graham Nash when we have got Mark Hoffman? Oscar Mayer Wiener. Everyone would be in love with me. Okay. Anyway, I could take a little bit more than that. But <laughs> also, the Save Mart shopping cart and um, this thing called the Radio Fire. It's a little. It's you know the Radio Flyer, little red wagons. We all had one of uh-huh. those. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a hot rod. The guy lives in Davis, and he's he's bringing that to this thing. Now that's going to be uh, this Saturday, um, coming Saturday, October sixth, three to seven thirty. 
And it's going to be on Fulton Avenue from Marconi to El Camino, and that's where the cruising will take place. Uh-huh. Uh, it's free to the public, and if you want to cruise, to register, go to calautomuseum.org. Uh-huh. That's calautomuseum.org to register because they are the beneficiaries of this fundraiser. We also, since uh, Steve has only been here a couple dozen times, he's not you know really up to clue with this, but all of those websites that he's been mentioning, you can go to travelguysradio.com, and they are all listed right there under highlights. I, I always it's leave amazing. that open to give you guys an opportunity to chime in on something. Yeah, yeah. okay. All righty, so... You know, Mark, I don't know about you, but I have the most, the, the largest collection of VHS... And and Super 8 millimeter, well, yeah, and reel to reel tape stuff. And one of these days, I say, you know, I, I this stuff is all going to deteriorate and be worth nothing. Mm-hmm. And what do I do with it? How could I archive it? What could I do? And what do you know? What do you know? With all of the travel things, people who love to travel, they've all got pictures and things like that. If you hang on here for about three minutes with the travel guys, we are going, we have a solution for you of how to take care of those old memories right here on the travel guys. Welcome back to the Travel Guys last lap for a Sunday afternoon. Just a reminder at travelguysradio.com we are asking you to vote for the Mitzpah Hotel in Tonopah, Nevada as one of the best haunted hotels in the country. Go to travelguysradio.com you can find not only links to all the stuff that we've been talking about on the program today, all the things that Steve brought up on what's going on and there's a link you can vote for the Mitzpah Hotel there. And there's a link uh, to our next guest. Also, Tom, there's a kind of a special fundraiser that's coming up tomorrow. One of our favorite vendors, restaurants in town. is Yes, yes, and we mention them from time to time. Out at Rudy's Hideaway over on Folsom Boulevard, not too far from, uh, uh, from Hazel, uh, they have uh, another fundraiser going on in memory of uh, uh, Officer Mark uh, Stausiak. Uh, you can dine there, and uh, 30% of all food and bar sales will be deno- donated to uh, Mark's Fund. And that is tomorrow uh, at Rudy's Hideaway between 3 p.m. and 9 p.m., okay? So if you're looking for a place to get a good dinner, yes, um, that would or late lunch tomorrow, that would be. And 30%, I would add, is quite generous um, for a restaurant to donate. That, that level pretty much says that they're doing it for the community, so good for them. All right, uh, let's see. Uh, moving on to uh, what we've been talking about and teasing about. I'm going to find out what to do with all of my old vacation videos, Steve. Right. Our guest today, you guys, is Marty Nelson of Video Lab Multimedia over there on uh, Arden Way here in Sacramento. And Marty's here to tell us that many of our travel films, videos, and even pictures mm-hmm. are endangered species. And Marty has the solution, has as as to how you can save those memories. Marty, tell us a little bit about uh, Video Labs and, uh, and what it is that you do. Well, thanks to uh, KFBK for uh, bringing out your flame floor to uh, inform your members about, your listeners, about uh, the necessity to save your memories of your old legacy media memories for the next generation because they're about ready to be um, lost if you don't do it now. Um, we convert at Video Lab all of the legacy media memories you might have from the 19th or 20th century. That would be either photographs and negatives and slides, or it could be uh, old home movies, either 8mm or 16mm, or it could be audio tapes, either an audio cassette or a quarter-inch reel, 
and especially now, what's uh, in a lot of danger, it would seem to me, in, the, in the, mostly speaking, would be the videotapes. Um, that the, is the VHSs, you the mean? The VHSs, yeah. the 8 millimeter, the old Betamax. And okay. is it, are they in jeopardy because they will uh, deteriorate, flake apart, and won't be playable? That's part of it. But most of it is because the machines are not going to be available to play the media. Ah, see, there you go. That you yeah. might your 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 media might still be might still be playable, but where would you play it? Exactly. And we are most of us. Uh, well, there's five people at our business, and we're all probably over the age of fifty. And so we know the old media. Mm-hmm. We have experience with it. We have the old machines. We're able to maintain them at this point and keep them rolling. So you can take the old Thanksgiving family gathering from 25 years ago when everybody got together, and it's it's all the old grainy stuff, and you can turn it into something that will stay around for a while. Exactly. I had that experience myself. I had a family member pass away uh, recently. Uh, I found an old movie film that I shot, Super 8 movie, I found it shot in the mid-70s. Mm-hmm. was able to bring that out and bring a lot of joy to our family, just be able to show them that Thanksgiving dinner. Well, what, those, is the, what is the final product, Marty, and what do you, what do you end up on uh, when you're done? The final product nowadays would either be a disc, either a DVD or a Blu-ray or a uh, CD for audio, uh, Blu-ray and, and DVD, of course, for video. Or the trend now really is, for most of our customers, uh, the trend would be to transfer it to some kind of digital media that they can edit and operate in a computer. Like that a flash be, drive, Marty? Yes. That would be a flash drive mm-hmm. or, um, a, um, or a hard drive, an external hard drive. Well, and for those of us who travel, we're always you know, searching for that aha moment, that special memory, that opportunity, you know, that, 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 that one thing that you really want to capture. So, uh, Marty, tell us, we've just got a couple minutes left here, so um, tell us, we've got a, a link to your stuff at TravelGuysRadio.com, but tell folks how they can get in touch with you. Uh, call us anytime from 9 to 6 weekdays, 10 to 4 Saturday. There's always a human being that will answer the phone. We're not going to, it's not like the online services where you can't talk to anybody. You just have to send them off. How long does it take to get your stuff done? A few days or a couple weeks? It depends on on how how much. much. Uh, Everything has to be run real time. So if you have a large collection of videos, it's going to take two two weeks, maybe even a month. We have collections come in of 50 or more tapes. Or we might have one tape come in. We can turn that around in a day or two. How do you determine uh, what your cost would be? It all depends in terms of videotapes on how much is recorded on each tape and then how many tapes are in order. We have a sliding scale to make it affordable. Um, on the other media, we have various pricing structures. And we have something special for the Travel Guys listeners today. Marty, what do you have? Yeah, for the rest of, well, through October 15th, um, because our Christmas season really begins at the end of October and we get swamped, uh, we would like to uh, folks to bring in their uh, videos and their film, uh, and we'll get free color correction and scene-by-scene um, color correction and, and exposure levels on film transfers mm-hmm. or 10% on any video transfer. You know, awesome. Marty, Marty told me one time that one of the scariest weekends of his life is when uh, he temporarily misplaced the Zabruder film, and that... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> All right, we've got to get out of here, Thomas. Okay, again, TravelGuysRadio.com. You can find Marty and all the stuff we talked about. We will see you next weekend, next Sunday at 3 o'clock. Remember to dance like nobody's watching. Stay well, my friends. See you next time. 